talk about a pairing. Ice cream sandwich and which tequila? Hmm. Yeah, he's going to have to get both. Yeah. I love it. Well, welcome back to the, the Half Passed Out podcast. Uh, I haven't been on the show for probably two shows now, but we are back. Welcome back, Hunter. Rocking and rolling. Uh, and I come in guns a-blazing. Uh, we're in football season, uh, for those of you that follow. Good time. Um, which naturally means I'm rocking the Michelob Ultra tonight. <laughs> um, the superior light beer. Um, only 95 calories, 2.6 carbs. Um, and I've paired that quite nicely uh, with our uh, Maestro uh, Diver. Oh. So... Uh, Full, uh, what do I want to call it? Metal case, um, Hopefully. single clasp, um, really dark dial, um, and dark bezel as well. Um, and sin of all sins, it needs a new battery. So I'm loving wow. it, but needs a new battery. But right time's got my back because I'm already nice. registered with this watch, so it's free. Hey, let's go right time. Best, one of the best watch shops in Colorado. So one of the only. Truly, truly. Christian, That's what do not you true. have on I've the done list? my research. I have done, I've found a few dozen watch shops in Colorado. Few are as good as Right Time, but there's uh, a handful. Okay. Um, yeah, wearing, today I'm wearing my uh, Longines from 1953. That uh, nice gilt dial. Uh, square case, really, really tiny because small watches are just better than big watches. And I will fight Will anytime he disagrees. I plan uh, to. And then I've got, what is this? The White Rascal from Avery. Avery Brewing, White Rascal. Cheers, everybody. Will, welcome back. Glad you could make it. Yeah, you know, anytime. Um, I'm back. I brought out the uh, Telemook ice cream sandwich. Nice. So that's what's going on right here. Hot. Uh, I'm sure that sounds I've great. And i got the... <laughs> I've got some uh, Casamigos tequila to pair an ice cream sandwich with, which is a pairing that, if you haven't had it, uh, a classic you should probably never try. <laughs> um, aside from that, I will be uh, wearing the Luminox today, the chronograph. Um, I was coaching earlier, and a chronograph does help when doing some timing stuff. I also was grilling, so use the chronograph again for that um additionally Natural. i didn't think i was gonna get this watch back i uh <laughs> let my buddy try it on uh at a recent gender reveal party and ah, yeah let me tell you i thought he was gonna wear it at the door he almost did yeah he loves it um i think he loves it as much as i love it <laughs> um so glad i have this back I'm uh, keeping it close to the chest and hiding it from my uh, my friend Cody. <laughs> Love yeah, it. Yeah, because he gave you his Citizen, right? Which was a nice yeah, watch. It's but... a nice watch. It's it's cool. Um, it's no Luminox. It's not my Luminox, which I do like a lot. It's one of my bigger watches. So here to fight Christian right now about the size thing. <laughs> well, size matters. Got... Don't let anyone tell you to. Um. Speaking as the only person here who successfully had kids, size doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But we've got a lot of watches on. We've got a lot of watches with complications today, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, Will Hunter and I, we came up with some of our like best and you know truly worst examples of complications on watches, and we're gonna get into it today. So, who wants to start? Uh, What topic do we want to start with? I'd like to preface, um, in the pre-show, we were going through watches, and mm. my, to my great enjoyment, anytime we pulled up a watch on Chrono 24, Hunter just ripped. If you're a private seller on Chrono 24 and you have bad photos, <laughs> Christian and I will let it slide, but you do lose a market, and the, that yeah. market is at least Hunter. A lot of blurry photos. Commented on every photo quality that was not in 4K. Truly. <laughs> if, you're, if you are on Chrono24, private selling any Brightlings of any kind, and you're from Egypt, you're on my list. That is all the information I have. That. Uh, that's where the private seller is currently selling the watch from. So, 
Um, I'll single you out. That's all I, the information I have on you, other than joining Chrono 24 in 2023. <laughs> My eyes on you. No, but in all seriousness, if you are going to sell a watch, pro tip, if you own it, take it to an Apple store. They have some of the best cameras. Send it to yourself. <laughs> Boom. Boom. That's it. That's it. Okay. And while you're there, smartwatches. You can check that out too. <laughs> oh my God. I just that had to was add the that to weirdest the plug for Apple I think I've ever heard. Because they need it. Yeah. They need it. They just had their uh, WWDC. Yeah. A shout out terrible. to USB C watches. I finally move over from Android to an iPhone. And now when I upgrade, I've got to get a different charger again. Uh, well, we're going to get super off topic, but I'll, this is the last time I'm doing it. Uh, they uh, released the new iPhone or released the specs of the new iPhone just the just yesterday, I believe. And yeah. with an absolute straight face, the presenter said that there would be astonishing new changes as a graphic pulls up behind her indicating that the iPhone will look almost identical to the previous gen. And instead of 172 grams, it is 171 grams. And I mean, that's the dream. Those are the astonishing changes we get for. <laughs> Could it get any lighter? <laughs> maybe, maybe in a decade. 170 grams. Tell you what, Next year we could see 169. Pack. Don't sell it with a battery. Boom. 100 mm, grams. That's the move. <laughs> all right back to watches <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> let's let's go into a complication what uh yeah what complication do you guys so i'm a big chronograph guy christian recently big Chron- chronograph Chron- guy let's, yeah let's jump into chronographs yeah so i think we all pulled some some of our favorites, and then a couple of us thinking of just really bad examples. Uh, Hunter, what do you have? What, or when you look for a chronograph, what do you like, and what like overdoes it for you? Yeah, I, I think uh, in general, Christian's kind of said it best. If it gets too busy, uh, it's really easy to do on a chronograph. Um, one of the ones that I thought was really interesting um, that we talked about in our pre-show. Um, Tag actually has a brand new Carrera um, that has, it's of course, it's uh, tried and true chronograph, but it does something a little bit different with its second hand. Um, So the first 15 seconds, the second hand actually runs from the 12 hour marker down to the six uh, hour marker. So about twice as fast as normal. Um, And it is an homage to the Porsche 911 Carrera 9.1 second car. Um, So if you're interested in cars, this is yet another drop that does something a little bit different uh, with their chronograph. Um, But it's the standard, um, typical chronograph um, subdials that you would come to expect. Um, But I I think this one in particular, uh, given it's new and timely, but also I think they do a great job. Um, with just not keep uh, not making it too busy, um, and then of course I think that the rose gold case is just icing on the cake. So, what what were your guys' thoughts uh, on that one in particular? Yeah, uh, aesthetically, it looks awesome. I think Tag did a great job with this watch. Hmm. The the complication itself though doesn't make sense to me, and we've talked we talked at length about this. But if the goal is to have a novelty second timer then like have it fly back at 9.1 seconds or have like a sub dial that's specifically 9.1 seconds or something like that as opposed to this weird like 15 seconds and then it slows down to time the other 45 seconds of the chronograph on the minute i i it seems like an unnecessary way to do a complication and it looks nice but I have a hard time valuing it because it doesn't serve a true, like, it's not a beneficial chronograph. Yeah, you definitely need to be into that 911 Carrera. Uh, You have to kind of know that history behind it. And that's definitely for a lot of people. I mean, that's arguably why the entire Carrera line exists. Um, But, yeah, I think 
if if I were to redo this, I think that you you can have that nine point one, you know, where the second hand jumps, you know, twice as fast as normal, um, and you can even have, um, you can even have like the red inlay identifying your nine point one seconds across the entire dial, um, but. I think you need an additional second hand that just goes uh, yeah, a exactly. traditional timer um, because otherwise you kind of lose a lot of the purpose of a traditional second hand. Um, I know Will was actually chatting about kind of how you can actually get a little bit more specific um, with some of those shorter timing distances. Well, what were some of those yeah. ideas you had? So I'll be the, the contrary and as uh, shock comes to the crowd i like the Boo. the watch and i like the complication and i so i think we all agree we like the look of the watch um i think the complication if you're a car guy in particular and say you're you and your buddies are at the track you in a time your uh your quarter mile or whatever it is right <laughs> that zero to 15 seconds um visually because the first 15 seconds takes up half the dial for the chronograph. Um, so visually, it you can stop it almost at a more precise or at the part you, you really care about more accurately in some way. But honestly, again, visually, it's just a bit easier to identify as opposed to if you know on a regular chronograph, you're just going by each uh, portion of the second uh, around the whole dial, which – can be a little clunky when you're doing such short timings on a chronograph. So I, I do see the point of it. You do, again, it's for the shorter timed things. Today I was grilling. That's not going to apply to this. And it would not be a great thing to be timing with this type of chronograph. I think it would serve the same function just fine. It would just be a little goofy um, after the first minute. But... Uh, again, if you're doing like a track timing or if you're racing or again, just even runs or something like that, if you're, you have something within those first 15 second windows, which in the car world is common, um, I, I think there is a, a reason for this. So I'm totally fine with this. I, I think it's a cool, unique thing. Um, there, it doesn't need to be a major standard for a lot of brands to be releasing. But I think it's appropriate that Tag drops it with their Carrera line and everything. And uh, I, I like this piece all the way around. I'll tell you what. We are in football season right now. So you, all you 4240s, you know, <laughs> yeah, we can catch you. Anyone who's doing the, uh, the three-cone drill right now, you better be fast. But three-cone drill, you can get it done. Um, <laughs> what but, does any yeah. of that mean? Christian's not Four a resident. 4240s? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, in general, I think my opinion on chronographs, there is too busy. Uh, I'm willing to – even my Luminox I think kind of caps it's out how busy I like to get. Um, but it, it's the right amount. It's um, not too much in, uh, to the point where I would find it obnoxious. There are some and I'll, I'll call them out now from Citizen – who have some lovely <laughs> busy <laughs> chronographs. I dropped one in our pre-show also that had more going on than you could ever imagine. Um, and it's just when you start adding a calendar and a, uh, all the extra stuff, um, let the chronograph just be the chronograph and that's it. I, I don't want to meld five different complications into uh a piece and i think once you especially with the chronograph where you add those sub dials it's easy to do too much after that the one thing i'll mention is um and or at least ask i don't love the sub dials at 1296 i prefer them at the 369 yeah absolutely um I've, I'm not saying I, I'll, I won't find a piece. There are pieces out there that I like at 1296. Um, however, traditionally speaking, I think it's a cleaner look to be 1296 – or not 1296, sorry, 369 as opposed uh, to the other format. 
even if you can get away with two subdials, that's then you can get away with just three and nine, and I prefer that as well. I don't like twelve six at all. Uh, I know there's a few with just two subdials and it's at twelve six, and that I I actually don't know if I could find a watch that really like with that complication. Uh, I want to go the opposite way real quick. Okay. I want to look at the Moser Streamliner Flyback Chronograph. This is, by leaps and bounds, my favorite chronograph. Pretty much on the market today. Um, but I want to know what you guys think because it's very weird. It's got no subdials. It's like a, the standard version has like a blue foam dial, integrated steel sports bracelet, two pushers, and a crown. But again, mm-hmm. it's, what do you guys think? Is that one in the Discord, crit? Yeah, links. It's near the one of the. It's the one of the last ones I sent in the Discord, or first ah, okay. one I sent in the Discord. Thank you. One of the first ones. Yeah, right below the RM. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised you guys, if you guys haven't seen this before. I didn't even see this in the pre-show, crit. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mm. like it. I like that, um, like the little, um, the ticks for the seconds, they kind of make it a design. So like as much as, as much as we were talking about how like that can be really poorly done. I think Mm -hmm. that these second ticks are are really cool. Um, I think because they don't have anything else on the dial, they can get experimental with the way the chapter ring looks and make it like this cool aesthetic. Yeah. Without yeah. making it too busy. But you still get all the same functions of the chronograph. You know, it's a four-hander this time, so you get that you know, mm-hmm. functionality. Yeah, no, it's still there. This is a cool way of doing it. I, I would say um, I like the green one a lot. Yeah, that um, boutique version? Yeah. The green with the rose gold? I much prefer it, actually. Yeah. I, I don't know it if better. it's because I do have a blue, a lot of blue dials already, so I'm already kind of steering away uh, a little bit. But I, I don't know what it is. I The red contrasting against that green works better for me, and I think it makes the dial more unique. Um, is it worth a 15 grand jump? No. That's oh, where I was going to get. Um, I, I know it's an automatic and I know it's a chronograph. So we start at a minimum cost and I respect that. And I understand that there's a difficulty to that complication. Uh, that said, I don't know what else there are other pieces go for also. Um, but I, this is a low, this is a couple grand for me. Have either of you guys seen where on the dial, typically like right below 12, you've got your logo. This yeah. one is basically disappearing into the dial. Mm-hmm. Especially in the green, like enamel, you have that really light or yeah. logo. It's almost Again, I embossed. think it's a stunning look. It just disappears. I think that's really interesting. I would, yeah, I need to see one in person. This is the pro photography I'm referring to. If you get some of those Chrono 24 photos of this, no shot, you you know this is from Moser. <laughs> yeah, all of you independent watch sellers, go look at brand websites and see what their entire marketing team can put together. That's what you should be putting on your Chrono yes. 24 ads. With a $10,000 <laughs> DSLR. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not producing 4K photos for your Chrono 24 ads, just don't put them up. So I am actively looking for a piece, and it looks like it resells for even more. Really? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, Moser makes really cool watches altogether. I think that, or they're always very inventive with what they do. Mm-hmm. Like this whole streamliner version, they've got a tourbillon, they've got a perpetual calendar, all with no subdials, and so it's it's a really cool way they do their functions. Interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. With that That's chronograph it. too, I think it's cool how they're, the pushers are on both sides, and mm-hmm. they're um, uh, the four, uh, at four o'clock is the um, is the winder. 
Uh, I think that's a really interesting look. It creates like a level of symmetry with the pushers that you don't typically see. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. I, didn't, I hadn't really looked at that before. That's nice. I uh, tell you what, you dropped quite an interesting piece right above that. Uh, yes. my One of my truly all-time least favorite chronographs that's ever been made, the Richard Meal 60-01. Yeah, uh, I'm in agreement with you. This is not... It's impossible to read. There this is, is not for me. Yeah, yeah. this is a tough look. Uh, I can't, I'm not even going to guess how big it is for the audience. Uh, it's got three layers 45. to the bezel, each one <laughs> a different color, a compass, um, the skeletonized dial, three different color subdials. Again, it's impossible to read. Uh, oh, there's a ton going on. Yeah. Um, and it's truly just all Richard Mille watches are so ugly. Not all of them. But <laughs> Didn't you buy a Richard Miller? Uh, yes, I have a Richard Miller Men's Business Youth Watch from Timu. <laughs> um, and it doesn't look as bad as this, honestly. <laughs> oh, man. I got to put something like that. Oh, I got to put that up on the YouTube and on the Instagram. I think that's one of the few watches I have been ashamed to show people. <laughs> I, I don't think you should. I think uh, it's a, an incredible piece. Uh, I'm not going to go as far to say that all Richard Meal pieces are uh, hideous. <laughs> However, Fair. this piece um, is really, I mean, it stands out when you scroll through. If you don't know, a lot of Richard Meal's pieces, they're very skeletonized in the first place. So they kind of do come across to have more going on. Um, but I think there's some that pull it off. And if you scroll past the this piece in particular, it stands out to have more going on than yeah. the rest of his pieces. Like <laughs> you see it right away. It's you see it and you're like, whoa, what all is going on there? That's crazy. Um, for those who like busy, I think this executes it perfectly. Uh, so does it this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it does. I think it almost it's it glorifies it to an artistic perspective. Um, I can't do this. This is too much for me as well. I'm not trying to say that this would be for me at all, even <laughs> in the hundreds of thousands of dollars price realm. Um, I tell you what, what? All right, Christian, knowing you can't resell it, okay, you're given the money to buy it. At let's say someone offers it to you for fifty thousand dollars, which I imagine this goes for ten x that. Yeah, I, easy. I don't know. I have not a clue what these go for. Fifty? How how far down do I have to go? For me to buy this watch, or for me to accept this watch given, like if it's given to me. What's the question? 18 karat gold. Both, um, I guess. Would you wear this if it was given to you? No. There's a, there are very few watches I don't think I would wear. Uh, this and who was that like Tom Brady Citizen watch? Or, yeah, that was rough. As uh, a, Eli Manning. Hey, we That's what love, this reminds me of aesthetically. We love the <laughs> Patriots here. But yeah, uh -huh. he's, Tom, Tom's put out some, some tough pieces. Uh, Truly, as somebody e who wears a fake recharge, Eli's meal, the I one you're referring to watch. is the Eli. Uh, the Eli Citizen is the one you're referring to. That one, I would wear this before that. I mean, almost solely for the red crown. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like I think that that redeems that. Again, we're we're in the bottom of the barrel territory here. So I have respect for it in that a lot of Richard meals are lightweight, plastic, and they've got really complicated mm. complication or like movements in them, but yeah. they feel cheap. This I can't it's imagine feels cheap. Complaint. I would this be curious feels... to know. I would I'll tell you what, I'd love to try it on just to be out of the sheer curiosity of what it feels like to wear. 
Hunter, compared to the think? rest of the species, I wouldn't wear this. What no would it shot, take to I'm get you to wear it? A shot of tequila and five bucks? I don't know. I, it's not... Uh, again, if we're... I'm in Monte Carlo. That's where I need to be. <laughs> it is a regatta Ooh, timer, so it's a yacht That timer. is a good point, Hunter. You know, yeah. Like, I'm I, on vacation and I'm stunting. Yeah. Interesting. There's, there's, there's got to be hundreds of watches I wear before this watch. Yeah. I get where you're coming from, though. If you're, like, around people with other expensive watches and you want to, like, throw some B-dick or B- yeah, big dick energy around. Yeah, I was just I'm saying, not about listen, my kids. I put I can explicit what I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this watch screams like just, I don't misogynistic know. firstborn son <laughs> of a wealthy oligarch energy to me. <laughs> That's what this watch is. Oh my god! Clip that. <laughs> Actually, right. yeah, if you have seen the very first model as you scroll down that's flashing foot porn, that's what? the guy. <laughs> wow. if, you, if you click on your link and just scroll down to the first model photo. You know? Yep, that's, that's exactly the guy that <laughs> yeah. would be wearing that. Just yeah. on a yacht, sleeping <laughs> on what looks to be dirty laundry. Why is he staring at his foot? You're absolutely right. It's foot porn, but <sighs> yeah. Anywho, <laughs> busy's too much for us. Uh, if you're a busy watch fan, tell me why. I I don't know many that uh, that really love that look. I've come across a few people that have worn busy, really busy watches, and I really haven't bothered to say anything. Um, but we will now. But now I want to know. I want to know what, what does it for you. Do you like that? Does it look just really complex and intriguing? Tell me why. I think it just looks too busy. It takes away from the watch. Um, so moving to a new. Yeah, Will, which one do you want to jump into? Um, let's move into the expensive one. And I, okay. there, a lot of them are expensive, but I'm moving to Turbion. <laughs> um which is pretty typically a lot of when watchmakers make a tourbillon, it's like their grail piece. So yeah. um, do you like – what's your initial reaction? Do you like tourbillons? I mean I get it. Yeah, it's, I like tourbillons as much as I like seeing an open heart dial or like – oh, mm-hmm. seeing the like escapement valves and everything – or statement gears and everything is cool mm-hmm. in the way in a watch that's not fully skeletonized. I would never buy a watch for a tourbillon. I don't think that okay. it has the right value proposition for me because it's, I mean, it's a complication that's not super necessary anymore. It's like a 300 meter diver. It's like a minute repeater. It's that we'll get into later, but sure. it's truly aesthetic at this point. But I guess that's the complication for me. And when we go into different types of complications, listen, I just talked about the practicality of, uh, and usefulness is of your, uh, chronograph. Uh, it's helpful that I don't have to carry my phone around, but ultimately I have a stopwatch on my phone. So yeah. <laughs> these all are the most practical, especially for the cost. Uh, I think the aesthetic is part of the complication. Um, Fair. It, it really isn't, what it does for me and we'll get to we'll get into diver uh in a little (laughs) bit but the aesthetic of the tourbillon the look of it i think is the entire complication in itself um and i guess it's whether or not you like that look do you like how the complication's done um generally which i think there's a good example you uh, hunter put in with this uh sterling viceroy tourbillon uh that's a, a lot of times you'll see a, a watch kind of similar where the um, tourbillon's sitting right down at six. And um, it takes up, I would say, three quarters of the dial. It definitely yeah, easier attention. Um, do you like the attention that it draws? Is it too busy for you? I, I can see you go back and forth here. Um, but 
overall, I think I like it. Um, mm-hmm. The Sterling specifically gives me like Orient Bambino vibes, but again, it's that like just open heart aesthetic of the watch. I like being able to see some of the gears and on the dial. So, I mean, the Sterling's what twenty five hundred bucks. Twenty five hundred yeah, bucks if yeah. it's a real tourbillon. I it's, think that's a solid deal. That's a solid deal for tourbillons. Are gonna usually cost a lot. Um, mm. So that's not a bad price. The watch in general, it really isn't for me. Um, so like, remove the tourbillon from the middle. I just don't think it's my style of watch. Um, so, uh, yeah, that one in particular isn't for me. Um, but I don't think it's poorly done. Um, funny enough, there's another 100 dropped that I like the way they did the tourbillon, but I hate the rest of the watch. Yeah, Hunter, do you want to tell us about this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about um, what I ranked as my worst Tourbillon of the day. <laughs> um, a Romain Jerome. Um, I'd have to imagine this is a limited edition Tourbillon, um, which is co- collaborated with the Pokemon brand, for those of you that are familiar. Um, but, yeah, all black case and just an amalgamation of – probably 20 of their characters across the entire dial. Um, The entire Roy G. Biv is in this guy, and it's just a lot to handle. (laughs) Just just looking at the back as well, like it looks like Pikachu's taking a piss on into the watch. (laughs) That's what it looks like. I need to see the back of this watch. Um, Yeah, go ahead and click on the link there. I cannot wait to see the back. I will say, yeah, it looks like it's sticker bombed. Yeah, yep. he's taking a piss in the back. Oh, of the yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's Calvin incredible. taking a piss, but it's Pikachu. He or she, someone will, I think maybe a she. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this <laughs> watch goes for a cool $200,000. And let me tell you, the Tourbillon, I think the only thing going for it is the lightning bolt across the top, which That's isn't what I even the complication. So The lightning bolt across the top of the Tourbillon and keeping the Tourbillon all silver pieces I actually think is the one thing I like about this watch. (laughs) That's what I was about to say. At first, I didn't like this watch at all, but I don't like the watch because of the dial. The turbine itself isn't bad. 100% agree. Where it's not too big. um, I'll tell you what. I don't even mind Pikachu taking a piss on the back. I actually kind of like the back. I don't know if you see the... the With the engraving of the Pokemon. The the Uh, lightning bolt. The lightning bolt through the uh, rotor. The rotor, that's all fine. And one little Pikachu on the back is fine with me. Weirdly enough, I go enough, to the dial, and yeah. there is more. I don't even know. I, I I can name five Pokemon. I'm not a big Pokemon person in the first place. I'm not here. If you're a big Pokemon fan, I actually don't. This is still. I can't imagine someone loving this. I really. This is so busy. I can't imagine someone loving this who also has two hundred grand to spend, and being a Pokemon fan. Yeah. Like I, I just can't. Pokemon cards, there is uh, Charizards out there that go for a hundred grand alone, <laughs> singular card. So there are some wealthy Pokemon lovers, and I cannot imagine that if you take this over. Um, a Charizard <laughs> to add to your collection. I just, uh, this is not, I, I don't know. <laughs> this is tough. Uh, so, this is the Romain Jerome Turbion Pokemon specifically for those interested in checking it yeah. out. So if they stuck to the Pokemon theme, let's say they did like a yellow fume dial with brown accents to like make it a Pikachu aesthetic with the same Turbion. Would you? Would it be more appealing? Like same black case and everything, but instead of sticker bombing with Pokemon, which apparently took them hundreds of hours to yeah, get everything I'm reading. according to the website. But yeah, what? A, I, I mean, yeah, I'm looking for like a maybe a yellow sunburst. Yeah, something or like that. Or something a little more. Yeah. Again, the lightning bolt tells me what it is. Pikachu on the back tells me what it is. The um, let's let's go to another. Sorry to move off of Turbion for a second. The Omega Snoopy, okay, mm, is yeah. oh, it's yeah. got Snoopy on it. 
He's in the middle of one of the subdials. It's not like I got every character in there. It's just Snoopy. He's doing his thing. The rest of it is still a Speedmaster. Yeah. And uh, this is probably the most I would want of a cartoon character on my watch. Um, even then, I, I do see the appeal. I think the back is pretty amazing uh, of the Snoopy. I think the front isn't actually as special to me as maybe others find it to be. Um, it's a fun piece and I like it, but it's not out of this world. Uh, but at least they, again, they acknowledge we don't need every character on here. Yeah, We could just include Snoopy and people will get the point. Um, I think the lightning bolt is even enough to get the point. Well, I mean, just the lightning bolt. It could very well be a Harry Potter turbion, which okay. All also right. could be cool. Wouldn't hate that. Fine. Hide a Pokeball somewhere. I, do, do, you can do yeah. what you want. Black dial Pokeball <laughs> turbion. That's what you want. I would be interested in a mock-up. Ranger um, <laughs> cool take some look. notes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, this, the drove, sticker bomb is not trademarking this idea. I cannot imagine sticker bombing a turbion ever. I, I think they're probably going for like a mosaic look, in which case you'd probably need to do more characters, but that's only going to add to the time necessary to put this piece together. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were going for a mosaic ro- look, they went for the wrong look. This is just, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um,. Is there a Turbion you like, Christian? I know, you know, I think a Turbion and I go straight to the high end. I go straight to to Jacob. Um, Yeah, so I want to talk. I found this a while back and I don't know, honestly, the even validity if these are real watches, but I'm pretty sure they are. And I'm going to butcher the name. It's Sugis, S-U-G-E-S-S. They do a moon phase Turbion on a obviously a dress watch for it's on sale from three grand to $800, which means it's worth about $300. But okay. I mean to have a tourbillon on and a moon phase on a dress watch at this price point. I like the idea of it. I like it no more than I like other tourbillon watches, but I like that it's like approachable, you know? Um, that, and then I've got to mention the revolt one barrel floating chronograph. we mentioned it probably a dozen episodes ago. Now, um, that is a cool fucking way to do a chronograph, but otherwise, yeah, chronographs or turbions. I mean, do you have a link to the one that you referenced? I'm the curious, Suges? So. Yes, yeah. it is in the discord. I know for a fact this is a Chinese manufacturer. Oh, for sure. Sure. Um, I also don't have a problem with that. I think Chinese manufactured watches taking away like the prestige, not the prestige, but the pompousness of like Swiss watchmaking and making watches with all complications accessible to a wider audience. I'm all for that. And they're available on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. Interesting. What do you guys think of these? They've got four different dials with the moon phase tourbillon. Uh, one is like a flat aventurine. They've got like a weird trippy mother of pearl. A gray textured dial, which I think looks really nice. Don't love the aventurine. The aventurine's not the best. I think the gray yeah, one is the best. I'm going to be real judgmental on this aventurine. I'm going to tell you that for free. If it ain't. As you should. That's what we're here for. Oh, Zellos just does this so much better. Yeah, but again, you can buy this watch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. Still comes in at six to eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I hate the Aventurine. Holy cow! Well, I I don't no, want everyone to see it again. Ignore the Aventurine. Look at the gray dial. Yeah, because I think they did a good job with that one. I love the gray dial. In fact. The Aventurine subtlety of the moon phase mm, yep. really works here. Because mm. it's busy, it draws to it, but the moon phase itself is small enough that it's not yeah. 
just too distracting. Like I, I still can see the dial. I still can see the tourbillon. I like the loom uh, too, on ooh. on the moon phase itself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, this is what I if I were to look for a tourbillon, this is this would be my first go to, as opposed to some of the high end ones. I want something that's accessible that I can feel comfortable wearing around. Is it the is the only one? Hmm. I can't decide if I like Black Mother of Pearl or not. Is that that? Yeah, I don't like it. Not one bit. That's fair. Yeah, it reminds me of. Do you Mother remember those Pearl like seventies watercolors? Either. Yeah, I don't like Mother of Pearl dials in general, and it, yeah. it's not. It's an aesthetic thing, so I know there's a big audience for them. But Black Mother of Pearl is unique enough that I hadn't haven't seen a lot of it. I, I see what you're saying with the seventies thing. I think that's starting to point me south. Yeah, it's just a great one for me, huh? Yeah, <laughs> interesting. I can tell you for free. I'm taking both Mother of Pearls before the Stardust. Oh, yeah, for sure. Will, um, I know you talked about Hunter's Turbion choices. Do you have a Turbion you go to? You know, um, God, uh, every time I associate back to uh, – I think Turbions are really cool. Um, the I always go back to Jacob, I admit. So I do have favorites over there. Um, but I, I usually think of the triaxial tourbillons at that point. Um, I think the look itself of a tourbillon can be good. Um, I I kind of like it with this double complication with the one you dropped, the Sujis. This is kind of cool um, where there's one other thing going on, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't. it's not too uncommon to see a tourbillon with a moon phase, I would say. Um yeah, I think generally if you're looking at like that level of elegance in a watch, a moon phase mm-hmm. is kind of like secondhand, or they go really well together. Yeah, it really does play a second fiddle there. I, I yeah, I, I usually think of the ultra high end tourbillons with the triaxial situations and whatnot. I think those are magnificent. Um, so it just depends on the watch for me. For me, the tourbillon, um, because it's usually a dressier piece that is put in and whatnot. It can look too obnoxious on the dial. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the tourbillon just has to be done correctly is really for my thing. And here, another example, I don't think the tourbillon's too obnoxious here, but that the Sterling, for example, that Hunter dropped, the Sterling Viceroy Tourbillon, it's a 296D. Um, I don't love the watch. I have to like other parts of the tourbillon for me to enjoy the tourbillon. Yeah. Mm. Other parts of the watch to, for me to enjoy the tourbillon. So um, it just has to work with the watch. It's got to be complimentary. Also, this seems like a good point to mention it. Uh, we've mentioned the pre-show and the watches that we drop in Discord a lot. If you want to check out what we're watching, support us on Patreon. Uh, the five-buck tier gets you full access to the Discord. We can chat with you. Um yeah, we support us. You can check out the watches we're talking about because we don't do a great job describing them. Correct, correct. We try our <laughs> best. I at least try to explain the exact model so you can look it up for yourself if you're interested. Um, but it would be easier if you got in here and were able to see what we're referring to. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my take on tourbillons. Now, I, I don't want to blow past them. I, I they're not usually considered like a primary complication as much as it is an additional feature, but in a way that's just what complications are. Mm-hmm. Uh, divers in general, they uh, talk yes. about their fancy escape valves. <laughs> I, there is so few people who get a watch and think, I'm going to go down to the depths of the earth with this watch and test out every bit of its rating and all of that. I know that they do a, a lot of work to, to pass these ratings. I don't care at all. I They don't add any aesthetic for me. Um, it is just there to be a number and a stat. And a stat I'm, quite frankly, never going to fucking use. Yeah. Uh, when I first started, like... 
really collecting watches, a 300 meter diver was the top of my list. And I ended hmm. up with the Spinnaker Haas, which I love the watch. It's a fantastic watch. I, But if I'm out on like the lake or anything, I don't wear that. I wear my $100 G-Shock that I know is going to be just as durable and easier yeah. to replace. And probably easier to read down there. So much easier to read. <laughs> I, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not diving in with my watches. Let me know if you are, but I just, you know, I yeah. picture the scene where James Bond's swimming up out of the boat with his Seamaster. And good for James Bond. I love those movies so much. But no one's doing that. You know, the only James Bond movie I've seen is uh, Die Another Day. That's the one. Well, where that's he's a on shame. like that frozen lake with the invisible car. I'll never forget that scene. Haven't seen another James Bond movie. Are they worth uh, watching? I enjoy them. Yeah. I think they're worth watching. <laughs> yeah. Got them all at my place. Ooh. All right. Movie Night cool. Hunters. They've got like a Fast and Furious aesthetic to me nowadays, but they've just made so many of them. I can't imagine they're still good. <laughs> oh, they're quite excellent. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's a poor take. <laughs> I don't know. I've You'd got them all. To... We can binge them all. You'd have all to. Right. Yeah. Tell us this. If you're a James Bond type diver... <laughs> Tell us what your diver go-to watch is. Swag. I, I'd love to know. Um, clearly, we're not helium escape valve people. Um, but if you have a purpose for it, let us know which watch has that complication um, and how often you use it. Um, has it saved your life before? Has it saved the life of the watch? Guaranteed yeah. it hasn't. Very interested in the take on the helium escape valve. I will drink an entire glass of moonshine if someone can give me a validated story of their diver saving their life. Okay, this is your call to action. (laughs) Tell your friends. um, We'll stream it live if it happens. An entire glass. Some sort of giveaway. Figure it out. This is official now, Will. You've said it on record. I have. I can't wait to post this. No one's following through because it's not possible. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, there's pieces that just just don't do it for me. So I don't know. Just my quick take on divers. I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on divers or hopefully – I believe that's agreed upon at least that usually the diving complications are so overrated and always over-talked about. Like, great. It's three bar. I don't care. (laughs) Like – I mean, I will, I will take my spinnaker off when I'm doing dishes. I will take it off when I'm like bathing the kids and stuff. I don't wear it around water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry to sidetrack us off of my riff on divers and how the, uh, stats for a diver are overrated. Hey, no Uh, worries. This is the complications one. Let's air all of our grievances. (laughs) This is the complications one. All right. Um, well, Hunter, we'll get what's into your one overall my... least favorite? <laughs> yeah. Least favorite diver? Complications. Ooh, complications. Uh, I've got to go with um, our alarms. And I think that's a good segue because we've got a, a piece, couple pieces of content on alarms. But there, there's a handful of watches that... Like minute repeaters? Yeah, alarms, cause... minute repeaters. Um yeah, anything that makes a noise. The chimes. Uh, I think I posted a chime Ugh. that if it wasn't a chime, we'd be down. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think it works well if it's a piece that's not actually on your wrist. If it's like in your office, then maybe it makes yeah. a little more sense. All right. Um, yeah. But yeah, minute repeaters or chimes or alarms. I think those those complications in particular are. Very difficult to get past me. Um, okay. Yeah. I think I think Christian has that same – Christian's on record, I think, hitting on re- minute repeaters at least once before. <laughs> yeah. It's by far my least favorite complication. And so – It doesn't do a, much aesthetically. I, I was actually going to say aesthetically, I think they look nice. Like the Chrono Trime Speedmaster, I really like the look of the open hammers, the rose gold. Mm-hmm. But – I mentioned this in the pre-show. Let's say you're showing your friends at 10 o'clock in the morning or if you're out at a bar and want to show off to a potential match, I guess. I don't know. I don't go to bars. Um, (laughs) And you're doing it. It's going to take two minutes 
to re to chime out the time and you're going to annoy everybody around you doing it. It's for such an expensive complication because you don't find them on cheap watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's difficult. <sighs> I uh, watched into the creation of it and it's incredibly difficult to do. Yeah, and I mean, just like turbions, they're complex to make. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of time to do it and do it right. There's no reason. There's no reason to put a minute repeater on any watch, Jacob and Co. I'm talking specifically to you. <laughs> All right. I, I'm i here to defend the Jacob and Co. minute repeater. <laughs> All minute right. repeaters. Let's... They're almost all minute repeaters. They're not all minute repeaters. They have a lot of them. Um, I dropped my personal favorite that I've I've liked this piece since I saw it. I think on a um, producer Michael video that he yes. did a collab with Jacob, and I think producer Michael bought like five watches. But the Astra, I think it's a Godfather piece. It's a Opera Godfather minute repeater in rose gold in particular, mm-hmm. and it plays the Godfather theme song. <laughs> now, if you see the rest of the piece, that is so Godfather forward. It's got the triaxial tourbillon. It's got, uh, yeah, it's got everything you can really imagine. Marlon mm-hmm. Brando's right on the front. Um, the music box that plays a piano that's got a crank that's literally a violin. Um, I think this piece, while generally Christian, I, I would agree, and Hunter, the alarm is going to be pretty annoying. I think this is a type of piece where it's like, if it's going to play the Godfather theme song at the top of the hour because of the rest of it, that works for me. Does it play it at the top of every hour? Because that would be just as annoying to listen to Godfather I, I, I don't know. I, I, it says it plays it for 24 seconds. Uh, I'm sure I can read into it. Um, mm-hmm. it. Whatever it does, this is the exception. You can get away with this because it's a themed watch. It's yeah. incredibly high profile and well executed. This is, a, this is the grail of grail pieces for a lot of people, I'm sure. At least a a Jacob of some type. So if you own a Jacob and Co. watch and it happens to be this one, this is likely your grail. Um, you know, uh, this you can get away with. It's okay when it's this outstanding of a piece, for lack of better words, um, is allowed to be that obnoxious. Mm. Now, back to your point and Hunter's point, the alarms. I, I uh, Funny enough, I have a Timex. It's like a... It's like a running watch. It's my in the mud, in the dirt running nice. watch um, that I would like take on a trip, maybe. Anyway, it's got an alarm set that I've never changed. <laughs> uh, it goes off at 12.12 every night. <laughs> um, Why haven't you changed it? Well? And I don't know if <laughs> like it does get on my nerves, but I'm, every night I go to bed thinking like... I should change that, but now it's kind of a game with myself. <laughs> um, it's definitely for degenerates, but anyway, the um, it, I can see why it would be annoying. I can see why you have an alarm for certain things. Um, I actually, this is where we blend into the smartphone territory and stuff, and I, I think more, this is where my Apple Watch, if I had an, a working one currently, would play that role if I need an alarm to be set or something like that. So I've got to ask while we're on the topic, because I've never seen these either. The Godfather movies. Are they good? They're worth Jesus. a watch? Guys, please don't rip us too bad. <laughs> oh, you know, I, please keep listening to these shows. Because even though we have Christian and he's something... Um, yeah, they're excellent movies, Christian. You should, you should watch them. <laughs> All three of them, or is there like one I can skip? Um, I do really like the first one. The second one's a bit long winded and I feel the same about the third. However, the third has some pretty exceptional moments. So just my opinion on them. I really like the first one. The first one, I know a lot of people love the second one and whatnot. Um, they're all pretty long, but I, the first one, um, it'll get you into the theme. It'll, it'll probably, in my opinion, it spurs you to watch the other two. All right. That's fair. 
Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think the three movies are ones that you'll want to like watch in an entire weekend. I I think as uh, much as like Will's like, oh yeah, like you know you'll, you'll want to watch the second one. I yeah. think you'll you'll hit like hour seven, and you'll be like, man. Yeah. I, After two movies, it's tough. It's yeah. That third <laughs> See, movie. That's I, how I feel about Lord of the Rings. It's so hard for me to sit through, especially like the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. I fall asleep every time. I see the the difference is uh, the first movie uh, other it's paced quickly enough that I actually am okay in the first one. It's where the second one I feel drags. Um, Whereas Lord of the Rings, the beginning drags. Yeah. Um, And that's what makes it tougher for me. If you can get through the beginning, you're going to be fine. But the uh, yeah, that first hour and a half where they're walking through a meadow for what feels like ever. (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, I don't care if I, the Shire, whatever. It's a long first hour and a half, and nobody can deny that. <laughs> uh, but guys, were there any other complications you wanted to talk about uh, before we get too deep into movie talk? Which I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other one I want to bring up, just because we lightly brought it up earlier, and it's particularly because Christian, you have one, and it's currently mm, my yeah. favorite watch in your collection is the Moon Phase. Um, I love your moon phase. I think it's usually done well. I think these are, um, this is a type of complication that can, usually I would at least look at it. Uh, I don't find a ton that I strictly dislike. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the moon phase at 12 as opposed to six. Mm. Um, I know you dropped one, Christian, a Rolex, uh, Chiellini? Yeah, the Rolex Cellini. I, Cellini, it's Cellini, yeah. Cellini, I'm not a hundred percent positive. I heard it both ways. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, that's at six. Not my favorite. I, I would agree. This is one of my, it's just not a great looking piece. Um, I do like the second hand. It's a literal moon. Um, yeah. but there, there are deeming parts of it. The thing with the moon phase is I think it can work pretty well in a lot of watches. Um, and again, I like that you can kind of cut it off um, almost in half. So it can kind of keep a more subtle profile on a lot of watches too. Yeah, a lot of them are very standardized. It took me a long time to find one that I don't like when it is actually mm-hmm. the Rolex Cellini. Um, mm-hmm. You said yeah. the second hand is a moon. It's not. The like circular outline of a moon is the like new moon phase. But unlike literally every other moon phase that's made, this doesn't give you an accurate description of the phase of the moon. Correct. It will tell yeah. you new moon and it will tell you full moon. But that's otherwise, that's the ratios are off. So it's all very like huh. abstract and decorative. <laughs> and it's the one thing that the moon phase has going for it is that it's a useful and beautiful thing. Yeah, you could actually talk about like – Hey, it's full moon tonight or, you know, waning, waxing, whatever. Uh, But yeah, there's like something you could actually mention. Um, I'm surprised, man, this came out in 2017. I also think the moon looks like shit. Yeah. It's just, it's the worst example I've found. And it takes, and I like almost every other moon stars. This looks poor. Is it the photo? It is a Chrono 24 photo. Admittedly. All right, I don't know if I have the same photo. Let, let me see it. If you, if you post it in. While we're here, though, one of my favorite moon phases has got to be the G-Shock, G-Lide. Yeah. They do, tell us about it because they do a really cool one. Yeah, yeah describe look, it I'll, uh, Well, if you guys have seen uh, the G-Shock that's been, that I own and has been posted on our Instagram, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. Um, very similar um, to... Kind of the, I'll call it the World War II uh, resin watch, um, but it has a moon phase uh, on the upper uh, portion of the watch above uh, the digital time and week. Just sent in a link for everyone to take a look. Perfect. Um, but you can see the moon and the tide across and rising, waning, waxing, just like Will said. Um I thought mm-hmm. it was an interesting take uh, for uh, the Casio G-Shock brand to kind of get in on the action um, and still have a moon phase on a digital style watch. 
Yeah, what G-Shock has done with their digital moon and tide phases are just are really, really cool. They really personified them in the in the way they did it. It's very G-Shock, and I it works so well for them. Um, they translated it well. It would be so strange to see the um, the more artistic design of the the moon phases done <laughs> typically. Um, and I'm sure you know, there's no way they didn't think about it. They're like, how do we get a moon phase in here? Um, and yeah, this is really cool. I I really like this. Uh, and I think again, they just did a really good job of knowing their brand, knowing how they're going to personify it going forward. So uh, do, one thing I want to bring up. Oh, go ahead, Hunter. Doesn't go without a price increase. I mean, it's three X sure. your typical uh, G Shock. Um, but that being said, G-Shock, you know, this is still coming in at about $145. For those of you interested, this is the two-day shipping. GWX 5600, uh, the 1JF. Um, it is a solar radio um, version. So uh, it's got a number of complications in here. But I thought this one was an interesting take on the moon phase that you mm-hmm. wouldn't typically see. Um and a brand that kind of stayed true to form um, and was able to execute on it well. Yeah. I found a perfect watch to talk about in the uh, in the Discord later. Uh, definitely subscribe to or uh, support us on Patreon if you want interested on that. Oh, yeah. Um, Just give us I a teaser. I cannot wait. <laughs> um, yeah, this is maybe the next time on Copper Flop. <laughs> An incredible piece. <laughs> So before we get out, a watch a moon face I want to talk to you guys about is the Christopher Ward C1 Moon Glow, because that's the most unique moon phase I've found. Uh, it's just under the Cellini in the Discord. Mm. Let me yeah. know what you guys think of it. Open up here, So it is for Got the it. Patreon. The full dial is a moon phase, full loom. Um, so you see, like the moon hidden or like you see both full moons essentially with the loom it's a really beautiful pointer date around the dial i think a really stunning example of what a moon phase can be um and unique and different and better than the rolex at a tenth (laughs) the price yeah this i'm gonna tell you right now i loved this piece yeah the in-house movement the way they executed the moon phase, all at the pre-order, twenty three hundred bucks. Again, we're in a world where that Rolex wasn't even—it's not even out of this world for a certain moon phases. Their moon phase can really run you up, and um, this is a great piece. I love this. Yeah, and the, the fact that pretty much the entire dial is loom. Yeah, that's so cool. so cool. Yeah. Hunter, thoughts on uh, the Christopher C1? Oh, I, I loved the Christopher C1. Um, let me – I still need I to got, pull it up. I got you. Um, <laughs> redrop it for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Christopher Ward. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I don't think it's for me even on like a pre-order, but I, I, I love it for – if you're like – for the moon phase and only the moon phase. So if I'm like, if I'm looking for just the moon phase, then yes, that's it. But I don't think this is something where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wear this too often. That's fair. Um, fair enough. That being said, I, it's already been said, but the loom I think is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, that that's just really well done. Um, obviously it'll come to a point where, you know, you are looking at pro photography, so you will need to see if, See if this, it's actually as bright and, you know, it's well distributed. Um, That's fair. Yeah, let's that. see what it looks like on Chrono 24 when it comes out. <laughs> actually, though. I'll say this. Yeah. Loom-wise, I, we dropped a recent Loom shot of the uh, Laco in it. I thought that oh, was that looks so pretty good. impressive. Just little iPhone shot of how bright the Laco can get. The Laco it has very impressive zoom for, or Loom rather for the price. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually like really well rated just in like consumer reports for loom um, and just in terms of like cost and cost aside um, it gets very bright 
Um, yeah. We, we try not to edit our photos too much to show you what the, the watches actually look like in the day in the life. Um, but yeah, no, that Laco's loom is very impressive. Um, we'll have to find out and see when this Christopher Ward drops. Um, should be ready by the end of October. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, but yeah, the, I think that for just like the moon phase itself, I could go for it. Um, but in terms of like the rest of the watch, it's not really selling it for me. Okay, fair. Well, guys, right. I think that's it. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about on complications or other movies that I should see? <laughs> Um, off the top of my head, I don't really want to even dive down the road of movies you haven't seen. Um, but you know, I would love it if Zealous did a moon phase with the little venturine dial. They do. It's stunning. <laughs> You'll never know, buy it, it's, but it's uh, stunning. Not gettable. It's actually not one of my favorite pieces. I know that they have it. I think it's the comet. But <laughs> well, we did it. We got our Zealous plug in. I'm proud of us. I had to. I just. <laughs> been on their site all day uh yeah that's all i have uh hunter any other closing thoughts yeah you know if, if you're going to be selling a watch <laughs> take some decent <laughs> photos tell us about your favorite complications um tell us about your least favorite ones you know we we have strong opinions here on the podcast um, but if you're going to tell me about a complication, take a really nice photo. I want, I want you to blow it up to like 50 feet by 100 feet. I want to really send see. us a blurry photo. Someone send, someone. Us. send us your blurriest photos. Will and I will look at the actual watch and then you'll just get roasted by Hunter. <laughs> if you are selling your watch, nice photos do help. That's the message that I'll close the pod with. Yep. On that oh. note, thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Support us on Patreon. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. And those are the plugs I've got. So thanks, everybody. Cheers. Thanks. Ah, stop recording. How do I do that? There we go. I've done this before. I think there's a button for it. <laughs>